KYPM, Elisa here. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. We hope this podcast inspires you and encourages you to see more of Jesus in your life. God bless as you listen in. At this point of this podcast being recorded in July 2021, many of us and around Malaysia are just tired of the pandemic. It's a part of our lives that we want to move forward with. No matter how we try to work around it and live a new normal with the SOPs and vaccines, we just feel so stuck, frustrated and trapped by the whole situation. In the course of this one and a half years has gone by, we've, we may have felt shortchanged. You know, we were ready for big events like birthdays, graduations, weddings, holidays, career advancement and opportunities of growth. But it seems like we were denied from it, right? It doesn't seem fair. Why now? Why us? And why God allowed it to happen? You know, I remember a time when I too was denied. Like you, I would open each Chinese New Year Ang Pao I received right away in the car and start counting. Keeping score till I hit the target to get what I've been eyeing on to get. When I had finally collected enough, it was time to go shopping. The craze for that particular year was Tamagotchi and Digimon. They were like digital pets and digital monsters in the size of a plastic matchsticks box. Looking back, it seemed really silly and maybe even right now, but hey, the 90s were the best years to live in and so were their gadgets. All of my friends were into it, but my parents just said no to me having any of it. Of course, I was upset. I kept asking why and eventually I just had to live without it. You know, we don't like to admit it, but our parents are actually smarter and they know what they're doing most of the times. Because I didn't get that gadget, the next best thing my parents allowed me to get was a really good bicycle, which I went on to use for many good years, which was really practical. I mean, yes, hashtag Asian parent wins again. But what I'm trying to say is this, is sometimes there could be better when we don't get our way. You know, I don't think there's anything I can say that we don't already know that can make us any make us feel any better about the whole pandemic situation. But perhaps what God can say through his revealed word may be able to give us some perspective, some truth and a better future to hope on. Our key verse is taken from Genesis 45 verse 7 and it tells us, But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Now who was the me here? The me was referring to Joseph. And the you was referring to Joseph's brothers and family. Now, what was happening here from Genesis chapter 37 to 50? Now, Joseph was his dad's blue-eyed boy. He was his favorite. He was the youngest of his 12 brothers. He was favored by his elderly father, Jacob, also known as Israel. And not only that, he was anointed by God at a young age with the ability to dream prophetically at 17. His brothers couldn't stand the sight of him. And obviously, they were jealous, they were insulted, and to a point of wanting to kill him. Many of us know the story, but for those who need a little introduction and refresher, out of all of his brothers that wanted to kill him, one of Joseph's brothers, Judah, spared him from being killed. He was saved by being sold far away as a slave to Egypt. And after 20 years and a series of ups and downs, betrayal, accusations, and even promotion and prominence, Joseph was supernaturally positioned to be the main person in charge of the then superpower of the world, Egypt. 
Joseph had the position and authority equivalent to a modern-day prime minister or president. He didn't have to scheme, didn't have to cheat or bribe his way through. He didn't even think or, or ask for any sort of promotion or prominence. Uh, can I say this to you that took time to listen to this podcast? God will promote you when you purpose in your heart to love and serve Him. God will present to you His best. And because you have already been closely abiding with God, you will recognize that it is from Him. So please, don't go ahead of God. He is already way ahead of you. God will bless you. And when you continue to bless His name. Now, where was I? Joseph had the position of a modern-day prime minister or president, right? He didn't have to scheme his way through. He didn't even have to ask for any of the good things in life. Because of his prophetic dreams, it led him to lead Egypt successfully through the worst famine they've ever experienced. A famine that could have killed everyone, not only in Egypt, but the entire Mediterranean region. Now, this may surprise us, but when scientists in modern days studying the remnants of plants from Israel and the region during that time, they confirmed that during this period, during this period of Joseph that's recorded in the Bible, there was a it was catastrophic for plant growth. Believe it or not, it was actually climate change then that also brought about this severe humanitarian crisis. During a 50-year period, the Mediterranean experienced a long period of drought which destroyed societies dependent on agriculture. But Egypt, which did not depend on rainfall, was not affected too badly. And so, the story comes full circle when the entire Mediterranean, including Joseph's family that traveled from Canaan to Egypt, were brought before him to beg for mercy, that they would be sold food. And in a dramatic, emotional climax, Joseph finally reveals himself to his brothers after 20 years. And that was what he said to them in Genesis 45 verse 7, that God had sent him ahead of them to preserve for them a remnant on earth and to save their lives by a great deliverance. Now in all of what Joseph went through those many years of being a hostage, sold as a slave, worked as a servant in a foreign land, imprisoned, and supernaturally promoted years later, we may ask, what made Joseph able to trust in God in all those years being held hostage? Some of us, we may have been in a, in a similar situation. Or maybe we may feel the COVID-19 pandemic is one such experience. We ask, how will I know God is going to rescue me? I will share with us through our short time together the long ways sometimes God takes to show us a point. That He is not only ahead of us, but that He is in fact with us along the entire journey. The title for this sermon podcast is God is Ahead of Us. The big idea or take home is God will deliver us. There will be an application on the values of victorious living. The story of Joseph to us reminisce of her children's Bible story, right? But it is far from a cute art and craft moment depicting a small boy adorned with a colorful coat from crayons and color pencils. Behind this story is the heart of a covenant-making God that always keeps his promises. And on the other side to that is, times of crisis often reveals 
what's been concealed beneath the surface of our hearts. And that leaves us to choose whether we create new parts for the future or remain where we are or regress further into victims of circumstances. Now, Joseph's great-grandfather Abraham was the first to have laid claim to the promised land. In Genesis 12, God establishes a covenant with Abraham that God will show Abraham where he should go, that God will bless him and make him into a great nation, that Abraham will be known and be a blessing to many, that when anyone bless him, so will God bless them. And when anyone curses him, so will God curse them too. I mean, that's a powerful covenant, right? A powerful promise. The full force of God was on his side. But more importantly, through that covenant, all the peoples on earth will be blessed because Jesus would come from Abraham's lineage. But did you know, Abraham also experienced a similar famine during his time. And he too went to Egypt. Abraham too could have given up as well, but he continued to trust in God. What Abraham had to leave behind because of the famine, God had restored to him in many more folds. Later in life, he became very wealthy when he returned to Canaan. Now, friends, I want to challenge you. Remember God's covenant for you, the promise of eternal life, the promise of the Holy Spirit he has sent to help you that is with you right now, the promise that we have hope in him. Amen. In the Bible, it records that at the end of Joseph's life, his request to be brought back to Canaan was finally fulfilled. After spending many years in Egypt as a hostage of circumstances, knowing Egypt was not his home, he finally received his freedom upon his death. He was buried in the same tomb as his father Jacob in the promised land God had prepared for him in advance. God kept his covenant through the generations and ensured that his promise would never fail his children and chosen people. God desires to see how we would respond when times of crisis exposes what's concealed beneath the good and predictable days. God wants to see how you would respond to him. You know, at my old housing estate in this place called Palm Grove Clang, roughly about 20 plus years ago, there was this uncle um, that my family would go to for our weekly roti kosong and tea ice. Each weekend when, we, when he saw us, you know, he would say hi with his signature Bollywood smile and tossing the roti chana in the air for a quick thrill uh, for me and my sisters. You know, many years later, I finally went back to that shop to just to see if he was still there. And he was. Of course, time had marked him, but he was still his jovial self and still flipping roti chanais for his faithful patrons. I had the roti chanai, of course, and tea ice. And it was just like the good old days. And I know it made me sound super old by saying that, but it was good, you know, going back to a place of my childhood, having something that was etched into my memory. And of course, I asked if he'd remember me. He tried his hardest, but he really couldn't. And so I took a photo with him that day to remember the moment. And that's what it is. And it will be a memory, a thing of the past. But you see, Jesus never forgets us, friends. We could have moved on in life, but he remains faithful to a repentant heart. So be encouraged today. God has not forgotten you. He is faithful. He did not forget Job, the one who was allowed to suffer and experience great loss by God because God permitted it. 
Yet at the end, the Bible says the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. It says the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had more livestock and more children. And on Joseph, the Bible records, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. For all the trouble Joseph went through, God did not forget him. Not only God remembers you, friends, he will deliver you from your seemingly hostage situation. When you think it's down the drain, there's no way out, no more second chances. God is able to restore to you what has been lost. Whether in your studies, in your assignments, in your careers, in your family, in your friendships, in your social life, and what more in your walk with God. Because God is good. God is faithful and you are his child and he is your loving father. Hold on. Keep close. The Bible says, for apart from him, we can do nothing. And that is the truth. Don't let go of Jesus. You know, I feel I'm speaking to someone here that really needs to hear this. Don't let go of Jesus. Now, let me emphasize here. The Bible says clearly that God is the same yesterday and forever. If he was able to come to Joseph's rescue, certainly he will come for us too. Joseph was an example of a man that trusted completely in God and continued to serve God in spite of him being sold, jailed, accused, forgotten, and even promoted in power and prominence. In the valleys and in the peak of life, he made the best of his circumstances and in fact, point others to God. But did you hear what I just said? You know, I hope you're not just picking out the good bits and missing out on the godly hints. Joseph trusted God. Joseph continued to serve God. Joseph remained in faith. And Joseph's testimony served generations to come up to to us today. Up to this very moment that there is still hope in God, friends. You know, listen closely. The principle we see here in Joseph is what we call a type of Jesus in the way he exhibited his character. The difference was that Joseph was sold into suffering to save a generation of people. But Jesus, Jesus gave himself through suffering to serve and save generations to come. Jesus knew that though many had mismanaged expectations of how the Messiah would save them from the Romans, Jesus gave himself to the will of the Father. Joseph gave himself to the leading of God. And through his obedience and hope in God, the 12 brothers of his were able to survive the famine and they went on to become the 12 tribes of Israel. And through that lineage, Jesus came from them. Jesus, by his obedience in the Father, was sent ahead of us to preserve us and to save our lives and the many lives of humanity by his great deliverance on the cross of salvation. You may feel abandoned, lost, and hopeless, or you may feel that you may not have been faithful or trusting in God enough. What does that leave you with then? I believe you can respond as how Joseph's brothers and father did, to seek for God's forgiveness to humble our hearts and to acknowledge our wrongs. The Bible says that God who is rich in mercy will forgive us our sins when we humble ourselves before him. God is able to deliver you. Amen.
Come on, say it with me. God is able to deliver me. In today's application of values for victorious living, in all of what Joseph went through, those many years of being a hostage in Egypt, sold as a slave, imprisoned, and even supernaturally promoted, what made Joseph able to trust in God in all those years being held hostage? Some of us, we may have been in such similar situation, or we may feel that the COVID-19 pandemic is one such experience. We ask, how will I know God is going to rescue me? Here are three principles. The first, recognize the pitfalls of temptation. Joseph, we know, was tempted by Potiphar's wife. The Bible says that Potiphar's wife spoke to Joseph day after day, but he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Whether it's our easy access to social media, pornography, to cheating off internet sources for our assignments, to churi tulang in our work from home, it took Joseph courage and determination to fight it day after day. Joseph made up his mind that he would preserve his purity and integrity. Friends, recognize the pitfalls of temptation and like Joseph, flee from it. Ask God to deliver you from it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you preserve your purity and integrity. The second value for victorious living. Recognize the redemptive power of forgiveness. Now, I'm sure Joseph would have been traumatized and emotionally scarred by what his brothers did to him. But instead of holding on to unforgiveness, Joseph decided to release forgiveness. You know, the Bible says that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I'm certain when Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream of the famine and suggested what to be done, he would have had a light bulb aha moment, thinking to himself, this was my purpose going through all that to arrive at this moment for myself. But when Joseph's brothers came to him after the death of their father, they knew that Joseph would now take revenge against them. I mean, what would stop Joseph, right? Their father is now gone. Joseph could do anything against, against them that wanted to kill him. But in Genesis 50, it accounts, Joseph's brother then came and threw themselves down before him. They said, we are your slaves. But Joseph replied to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended harm to me, but God intended it for good. God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid, my brothers. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. You know, like weeds in a garden, like lalangs in the garden, unforgiveness will overrun us. It can choke up and destroy the beautiful garden of grace, the evidence of God's work of redemption and forgiveness for our own sins. Friends, if you desire to live victoriously, Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive. God will work out all things for your good because you love Him enough to let go of your hurt, pride, anger, bitterness, brokenness, those who have offended you, those who have wronged you. It's time to forgive as Joseph did. The third value for victorious living, recognizing the purpose of faithfulness. Do you know there's about a thousand over Egyptian gods? 
And for Joseph to live in such an environment and making a stand not to worship any of these gods as the most powerful person next to Pharaoh would have required Joseph great faithfulness and courage to stand against Pharaoh and all the powerful leaders of Egypt for not worshipping all of those gods. Another example like this would be um, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego that would not bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 3. Their faithfulness gave glory to God and I believe many would have believed in Almighty God because of their display of faithfulness. What are some of the idols of our lives? It may not be in the form of statues or figures, but it could be as how Pastor Tim Keller describes. An idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. Anything that is so central and essential to your life that should you lose it, your life would feel hardly worth living. Therefore, anything can be an idol. Power and position could have been an idol for Joseph if he were not faithful. It could be for us, our job security, our financial stability, good results that takes priority over God. It could be your friendships, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband or wife, that if you should lose it, you lose your identity and value of life. It could be anything that you have placed above God, taken over the place of God in your heart. You know, when me and my wife, Xiao Qin, decided to get married, Amongst the many things we spoke about leading up to marriage was to say to each other that God had to be and should always be more important than either one of us. We recognized that if we kept God first place and remain faithful to Him, He will make all things beautiful, including our marriage and future. And for the past 10 years of marriage, I can testify I can testify that God is still number one to us individually and we have been living victoriously because we value faithfulness in God. Friends, God is ahead of you. He knows how to rescue you from your seemingly hopeless hostage situation. Embrace this three principles for victorious living. Recognizing the pitfalls of temptation recognizing the redemptive power of forgiveness and recognizing the purpose of faithfulness. As I bring this sermon to a close, in Hebrews 10.23, it reminds us on Jesus' promise to hold on to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Amen? God who promised is faithful. To give you a mental image of how reliable and faithful Jesus is, the Bible describes Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross that he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Consider him, consider Jesus who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know, the root word weary and lose heart reminds us to persevere. It's not just an, it's not just an action. To persevere but to persevere is an attitude a way of living it is what we determine in our hearts to have hope in christ i pray we will create new paths for the future and not remain where we are or worse regress into a victim of circumstances i pray that you will look to jesus and find that even in the midst of a situation holding you hostage 
Jesus is able to lead you through safe passage and restore unto you everything that was seemingly defeated, defrauded, derailed and destroyed that Jesus is able to deliver you. Can I say it again? That Jesus is able to deliver you. Amen? Jesus is still ahead of you. He is on the throne. Jesus is ahead of you, able to bring about a great deliverance to save your life, mine and humanities. If you can bow your hearts and allow me to lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, Help us to hold on and hope in you. You are Emmanuel, God with us. You are also ahead of us. You are the beginning and the end, the author and perfecter of our lives. Teach us, Jesus. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Heavenly Father, what we need to learn from our various situations in life. That through it, what is meant for our good will bring glory to your name and grow us to be more like Jesus. We want to see victories upon victories in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. That's a wrap for this week's podcast. If you've been blessed by it, share the word and tag us at YPM GT Clang. If you're looking for more, check us out on Spotify for our past podcasts. We're praying that you have a great week ahead and God will continue to transform your life.